Hey, it's your boy Darnell with a brand new segment, really not really, in the feed with our first episode ever with Maximilian. Let's go. This episode is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash greasy. There you'll have access to over 180,000 titles right from your smartphone. Yo, 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 it's your man Darona Dunn, and we are talking greasy. Mama, you did it. October night, the 10 at night, a young prince was born, the circle of life, to a queen who can see the child of God. Yo, it's your boy Darnell back again. Like I said in the intro, man, uh, on some new shit, but not really. Um, Hey, man, we got a guest in the building for our first session of In The Feed. We are in that feed. Uh, In The Feed section is going to be news, game, hustles. Rappers, lyrics, you name it. I'm, I'm just basically gonna be giving out free game for you guys, cause you know a, a lot of stuff happening in the news, a lot of stuff happening in life, and there's a lot of culture that we ain't been touching. But you know, let me quit being rude to my to my guest in the building. Mm-hmm. How 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 are you fellas doing? Hey, what's up, man? What's up, y'all? Um, man, I'm feeling great, feeling good, very blessed. Hey, man, very that, blessed. Man, that's what's up. But uh, I mean, let's uh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. let's uh, I mean, let's let's ease our way into it. Let's let's start off with the uh, the brief intros and whatnot. Um, Max, where are you from? Well, I think it'd be only fair, like, uh, well, you know, my name is Maximilian, but this time on this interview, I actually want to give a little bit of spotlight to this brother right here, man. Um, man, this dude yeah. right here is so damn humble. I got. <laughs> I gotta tell y'all, man. Uh, man, uh, you ain't on that uh, J Cole fake humble shit, is you? Nah, I'm, nah. I'm tired of J Cole being <laughs> nah. humble. I'm like my nigga, nah, damn. Man. Nah, I, I mean nah. this nigga almost nah. worth a close to a hundred million. Still look like he shot at Baby Gap. Nah, I mean, <laughs> I, I mean Plus, I, still look like he take his clothes out the dumpster. I'm <laughs> elaborate on that. I'm lo- I'm elaborate on that. You know, but go ahead, go ahead, Jay. Um, yeah. If anything, I feel like if anybody humble, it's probably me. I don't. I feel like yeah. I don't give myself enough credit. Uh, man, I know that feeling. But. I feel like it's it's needed just because that's the type of person I am. I'm very uh very pure as far as from where I speak from, what I stand on, and how I carry myself. So, uh, me, I'm from Fort Worth. I found out from him about Max through social media, which is the craziest part. It seems like you can have more friends on social media than what you do, and that actually give a fuck about you than what you're doing <laughs> in actual reality. So yeah. it's it's kind of crazy. Um, just developing the relationship that I have with Max and just being more. Uh, open and sharing ideas, man. This dude is so wise beyond his years. It's kind of just, kind of blows me back a little bit. Thank you, man. Well, you know, my name is Maximilian. Uh, shout out to Jay, man. Check his music out, dude. Is dope as hell, you know. But my name is Maximilian. Um, if you don't know, I come from Duckerville, Texas. Uh, born and raised in Detroit, but moved down to Texas. And uh, you know, I've been here for about eleven years. This is my home, man. A D boy, regardless. Yeah, <laughs> nah, I feel that. Hey man, hey man. But I mean, uh, a lot of people may or may not have heard heard of you. Cause I mean, uh, like I said, uh, you know, nineteen year old. You know, and sometimes let, let's. I mean, let's put it out there. We don't. I mean, I don't trust new, uh, young niggas with new, with rap. I mean, I just, if I'm yeah. just being honest. Yeah. yeah Cause yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, even even you talked about it in past interviews. How 
you know, you you really tried your hardest to kind of separate yourself from the whole quote unquote mumble rap movement, right. which which sucks because you a young nigga. Because I can right. actually understand what you say when you rap, <laughs> and that's and that's getting like becoming to be rare. Well, you know, I can't even lie. Like, here's one thing: when it comes to mumble rap, I just explain to people in the back that uh, I do like all variations of hip hop. Like, Yellow Beezy goes dope. Yeah, when it comes definitely. to Dallas, like Dallas is a whole metroplex of different sounds. So music is music. It's just what music actually touches you and reaches your soul. Right. When you know you just hear when you hear something like that, the flow pattern is copy. You know what I'm saying? It's like 2019. We've already heard that shit. Like we've heard that already. And then on top of that, it's like what lyrics are you talking about other than my bitch is bad, my my mink is cold, my ice is gold. Like what else? I mean, you have to offer. I mean, come that, on, man. You know like, 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 listen. If we took braggadocious shit out of rap, what are we gonna listen to? Like a dead ass. I mean, yeah. come on, man. Even though Jay Z is, you know, on his grown man shit, that still that nigga still be, uh, you know, braggadocious. So I well, mean, we, know, we we got. It. I mean, I, that's part of the level. I feel like just in hip hop, I think it's just a a thing, just to like, it's almost like human nature. Just to brag. Do, just to brag. Like in hip hop sports, period. Like when you're doing something that is very competitive, you feel the need to just want to assert yourself in a certain way. To but tell see, people like look. You, you know but, what? You know what? You're right, because at the end of the day, when we're talking about uh, you know, you know, put you know, masculine energy in right. and yeah. you you that nigga, you gonna feel a certain type of way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because at the end of the day, uh I mean that's that's what rap culture is. Cool. You got your conscious, you got your gang rap, you got your your your, uh, your drug dealing rap. Right. Uh, what, what box do you fit in? Well, let me let me elaborate on that real quick. When you look at the animal kingdom mm-hmm. and you look at you know modern day society, yeah. any person who is the alpha male or any person who runs the animal kingdom, obviously the lion. Do you hear them going around? Yeah, nigga, I'm finna eat all you hoes. You don't do nothing. <laughs> you don't you don't hear a lion do that. You know, a lion roars, but a lion stays himself. Now, during the day, of course, you may not know, but what time does a, a lion particularly hunt? Uh, morning. No, it, at yeah. night. At, at night. night. A lion hunts at night because his prey is asleep. A lion would not go out. He knows he can chase his prey. He's not going to go out and waste his time running right. after something he know he can kill. He's going to sleep, relax, because he already know he can kill you. He's going to relax, and then when you're sleeping, he's going to come fuck with you. You know mm. what I'm saying? So <laughs> it's the same thing with rap. Like, look at Tory Lanez. No beef to him, but it's like, look at him and J. Cole. You know, J. Cole know that nigga. J. Cole know he ain't on his level, so why would he go and attack him? I mean, true, but come on. Tory Lanez and uh, and uh, Joey, I mean, they, they just trolls. They yeah. But they know what they're doing. I got to give them their credit. I would say it's a marketing scheme. I wouldn't take them for real. I wouldn't take them for real at all. Um, about that, that whole Tory thing, I feel like it's just, if you look at Tory's career, yeah, that's all he's done. I yeah, mean, you I know, mean, yeah. Like five minutes you, ago, he was a karaoke singer. You know, <laughs> you you look at the situation with him and Drake. Yeah. You know, he did the, he did the same shit with Drake. He he bigged up Drake, talked shit about Drake, mm-hmm. and then when Drake noticed him, it was like, oh, well, never mind, Drake. You know, you're a great artist, and this. Right. Like, so it's just kind of. I think it's just Tory's uh, mechanism to get close to people. And and Jid said it. You know, you're just trying to get cold, right. close to cold. Like yeah, exactly. Chill out. Well, exactly. Well, well, let me ask you something about your music, because you know. Uh, as far as uh, your past and growing up, uh-huh. and, and maybe you can answer this question after him, is, I mean, where where did the flow come from? Like, wh- like when did you pick up the pen and say, you know what, I want to go this direction, woo-to-woo? Mm-hmm. 
Well, you know, hip hop is multicultural and it's multi diverse with flows. You know, I believe I was just thinking about this the other day. I like to take walks. But, you know, when I walk, I think about a lot of things. And I was like, you know, hip hop has always uh what is it called? evolved when it comes to flows. And as a rapper, I would, I don't want to be known for just one flow. That's what I love about Kendrick. Now Kendrick ain't my favorite rapper. J. Cole, Cold World All Day, that's my favorite rapper. Over all day, all I don't care how man, complex on, Kendrick man. is. I don't, I don't, I don't. Cole is I, simple. Listen, I love, I love him. listen, I love Cole, but I don't. I, that nigga is Nyquil, nah, bro. I swear man. to God, man. I love him. Man, I love, I love him. Right, the, the disrespect. Listen, oh, listen, listen. Come man. on now. Kendrick can go everywhere. He can go to the white yeah. neighborhoods. He can go to the club. He can go with black people. Uh, Cole, man, that nigga need to be his music need to be played at like the the furniture store where okay. you go pick up your bed, God, man, yeah, I, man, like dead ass. I'll be like, well, you like, know, uh, the, the part of the library where all the uh, students be studying all overtime, the time. That's that's studying. where that's where you need your J Cole music. Well, look, so, here's the thing, man. Middle Child didn't prove you that it didn't give you no different vibe. Like, yo, he come on, come on. J Cole is not gonna give us a different vibe, man. bro. It's gonna be a minute before we get a different sound no. from Cole. It's gonna be a minute, just like I've been waiting on Big Creek to sound different. So, well, you, you know what? What's up? Go you ahead. know what? One thing that I wanna, uh, cause I do wanna answer your question. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. I kind of got off topic, but hey, we you know, it. when it comes to flows, like I've always loved different flows, and so when it came to my my writing style, I was like, uh, you know, I don't want to sound the same. I don't want to sound like him. I don't want to sound like them. Whatever flow is particular to the beat. Whether the beat has a snare or whether it has a piano chord, I want to sound the way my voice can project on that beat because people forget that rappers are just like instruments. Their voice creates instruments, you know, so it's important for you to have a different flow or not just a different flow, well, the correct flow on the beat. Well, right. well, no shade to you, bro, but I mean, that's that's kind of hard coming from a dude who sounds like Kendrick. I mean, well, you, 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 hey. you can't, you can't, front, like, we don't hear it when we listen to you. And, and again, you're 19 and yeah. and your flow will evolve into right. your own lane. But I mean, I know you got them comments on Instagram where you was day, like, man. where you was like, that man, bullshit. nigga, you cold, but you sound like Kendrick. You need to stop bullshit. it. That bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> and I look at it and I look at it and I'm like, God oh, damn, because I'm like, <clears throat> ain't, ain't nothing worse I'm not than me. Trying to sound like Kendrick. Man, ain't ain't you know? nothing worse than being compared with every other person. Like, you, you don't know how many times I'd have been compared to every other fat dude with glasses. Like, Al Roker, <laughs> all them other niggas. I'm like, my nigga, damn. Like, I'm me, okay? Well, you know, my engineer, Louis G, shout out to G, man. I always give you a shout out. Louis G, man, he tells me, uh, he's like, bro, uh, don't care about that because at least you're being compared to the greatest person on earth. I'm like, G, I don't care, bro. I'm a mom style. <laughs> Fuck it. Man, I, I, mean, that's, I mean, that's fair, but yeah. uh, maybe both of y'all can uh, chime in on this. Yeah. When we talk about the creative process and creating your own lane, I mean, I mean, this is the bad thing about music nowadays. Uh-huh. Everybody got a mixtape. Right. I mean, somebody, grandma, the mailman, <laughs> your sister. I mean, hell, niggas be dropping uh, mixtapes at weddings. Like, it's that, it's that many, yeah. it's that much music in uh, there. A nigga, like, a nigga could right. drop his his mixtape in your McDonald's bag. Exactly. Yeah, I would say that. Yeah, and and that's yeah. the thing that pissed me off because the bad thing about music and it sucks because you're in the younger gen- uh, generation, the in- the instant gratification. It's like having, it's like being in Walmart with yeah. all this free music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you got to find it out of the pile of music. Well, you know I mean, how, how do you make yourself different? Here's the thing. Beyonce said the other day, and I have to agree with her, she said people aren't making bodies of work anymore. 
as an artist, it's not my job to make one single and then hope that that single sticks like throwing spaghetti at the wall because it's just like going to apply to one job. Mm-hmm. Knowing you don't have a job. If you apply to one job and you only hope on that job, mm-hmm. how are you going to successfully get that job? Especially if you don't follow up. Especially if you don't give me your name, leave a contact number. So it's like with music, you want to go give your your music, because your music is your job. It's your business. Yeah. You want to give your resume or your reference number out to many people. Many, you want to create many songs. You want to make an album, You know which I'm doing. This is my freshman album, 914 Duncanville. And... Once you make a body of work, I believe if it has about eight to even 16 songs, that's enough songs right there to push all year. If you make concepts, music videos, you can do whatever the hell you want. Lyrical I mean, videos, I mean, concepts. I mean, understatement, and then I want to hear your, uh, your, your input. Because albums, to me, in uh-huh. 2019, your album shouldn't be past 10 songs, to be really? honest. Really? It shouldn't. Really? shouldn't. It's crazy. It shouldn't. It's, really? It's yeah. crazy because that's, that's the demographic, bro. You uh-huh. really think about it. Look at Pusha T. Right. His album, Daytona. Seven songs. Um, th- I thought that was about an EP, though, bro. No, no, I no. I thought that was no. an EP. But, but I understand where you're coming from mm-hmm. because that's how I used to look at albums and I used to, you know, gauge my creativity off of. Like, yo, right. okay, my project has to be this long. But that's not the case because mm-hmm. we live in a social media time where it's like, as people, we want everything like this. Right. You know, you post a video or you post a picture. Mm-hmm. People will like it or comment, but they want something else, like within the next hour. So it's kind of changing to that kind of pace with music because you look at artists like like Lil Baby, right? Future, Wayne. Wayne was the first one to pioneer the whole. Well, Wayne, Gucci, all them. They started the the retarded the, movement. The the retarded <laughs> movement of like, well, I'm not talking about music. I'm just talking about the pace of it. Okay, like I, I'll give how you they that. put it out. They're just pushing shit out. Oh, how they just yeah. push music out? Well, you know, here's the thing. Here's and the that's thing what it's that. that's what it's turning to. I believe that it's okay to have an expression of putting out millions of music, but then you yeah. sacrificing quantity over quality. There's right. nothing wrong with that, bro. I'm well, old school. I come from old school to right. where Me too. I got to put too. out a decent project when to where you I born? know. 1999. But as I, I have that old soul. Oh, okay. I'll, yeah, that yeah, old I'm soul. about to say. I come from old I mean, soul I mean, my nigga, you. Yeah. I mean, no, no yeah. shade, but your dad probably was none, uh, had you when they was t- uh, taking over the 99 in 2000. So, look, I mean, look, look. so <laughs> I, that's not that long ago. Believe yeah. me, I was like 99. Where was I? Oh, elementary. But, hmm. I mean, come on, man. But I was born, you, in, I was born in 97, so I'm not too uh, far behind. Man, but my thing is. And then I'm gonna ask you a personal question. Yeah. Um. I mean, that's the new wave because at the end right. of the day, we consume music. It's like, like you, you, uh, we, we criticize Gucci for that, but as soon as you finish an album, you damn near like, okay, what else? What's next? No, 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 that, no. That's like, not it. We that's treat we it. treat music like like a Netflix oh, series. Of course. Like, of course. It's like boom. Okay, what's next? Here's the thing, bro. You always have to preoccupy yourself. J. Cole dropped KLD and said, yeah, I'm working on a mixtape right now. And Nobody asked album. him for the album. No, but see, <laughs> he dropped that album and stated to friends, you know, like people who are still yeah, agree with yeah. him, and we ain't I'm coming f- out with a mixtape mm-hmm. and I'm coming out with an album, okay. another album. And that makes you think, God damn, how does this dude working? As the process, because I've already finished 914 Dunkin', I, I just got three more songs to record. Yeah. I'm already writing to my second LP, you know, and I still want to put out another mixtape right. or a mixtape before I drop 914, you know what I'm saying? And then... um down south but it's just being consistently working bro just constantly working yeah that's all it is okay and uh as far as uh 
your your musical background and everything. Can you can you talk about um, your mom and your dad? Did were they uh, were they big music lovers? Where, what was uh, what vibe were they on musically? Well, my father he was a guitar player, but he didn't do anything serious with it. He was more like a businessman. That's where I get my uh, my drive for entrepreneurship from, man. And then my mom she was uh, she said she sung or something like that, but I don't really know. I just know that you know she's always liked old school G funk or. Uh, Soul like Marvin Gaye records, and so that kind of boils down into my musical influence. You know what I I'm mean, saying? so uh, so growing up, was it just you and your mom, or your mom and your dad, or what? it was just me and my mom, man. My my father uh, left my life at the age of two. You know, uh, he's incarcerated right now, mm-hmm. and the Project Nine Fourteen it speaks on this. But my dad won't get out until I turn fifty. You know, and I found this out last year. Dang. You know what I'm saying? No, excuse me, forty, and uh, he's about fifty years old right now. So just doing the math on that, it's like, damn, my dad won't be out until I turn 90 years old. And that hurts you because it's like, well, there's no point of having that relationship because he's taking out my life at two, and now here it is. You know, I, I don't get to see him for shit the rest of my life, mm-hmm. you know. So I, I never really did have a father to look up to, but I've had mentors in my life that I look up to. Okay, so. well, let's well let's get into that. Now I'm going to ask you about your job. Now I'm going to come back to you. Okay. Um, my thing is... Okay, with that being said and that being the foundation that you grew up on, mm-hmm. when, you know, high school and you're trying to rap to impress people and get friends, and then you finally come into your own lane, I mean, what 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 drives your music? What's your, what's your, what's your purpose or quote-unquote message behind it? Because, uh, like you said, you know, uh, your vibe can change, your message can change, but overall, what, what story are you trying to tell? Because it's all about concepts with, uh, with good artists. Right, you know, well, um, to answer your question, the first question, I'm going to elaborate and say that in high school, I was not a rapper. You know, I did rap in middle school, but I kind of gave it up because I had this, like, spiritual crisis to where I was reading the Bible. You know, I was uh, just trying to find myself who I was in the world. And so even my girl, you know, she, like, she saw me in Douglas High School, (laughs) dressed down, suit, you know what I'm saying, smelling good, cologne. And it's like, to go from that to being a rapper now, it kind of shocks me sometimes, but it, I've always been an articulate person. Uh, as far as my message, I believe in, uh, hell, anything right, anything moral. Shit, if I tell you if I tell you, don't beat up on a little boy, you know what I'm saying, you, here he is, you're like 20 years old, if I got to make a song about that shit, I'll make a song about that shit, you know? Anything moral, anything okay. right, you know? Okay, I feel Because I'm not a perfect person. I do, you know, fucked up stuff. Yeah, at the you end of the day, you, yeah, you were a salesman, so I know, yeah, you know. So. <laughs> but you know, now now that I look at it, I'm like, you know, I still do hold that biblical uh, essence or that biblical like notion in my in my spirit, because it's important to have morals. If you don't have morals, you, what the hell are you? <laughs> you know I mean, what I'm I mean, true. But uh, let me ask both of y'all this question: mm-hmm. yeah. when it when it comes to um, when it comes to the rap game, because mm-hmm. it's more. Everybody want to talk about the wins and the big wins and the and the awards and everything, but mm-hmm. uh, what did what did you have to give up to get where you at? Um, go ahead. I'm gonna let him go. First. Definitely, what I've had to sacrifice. Um, I feel like personally, just a lot of um, in close time with the family. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, if you're not on your grind 24/7 with this music shit, it's kind of like you you miss you miss chances, like you miss opportunities. So it's it's either 
you sacrifice your art, you sacrifice your creativity, um, or you don't win. You know, at least that's what it's like for me. So I've definitely sacrificed a lot of time. Um, shit, there's been times where it's it's holidays and I'm in the studio. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, and I would love to be, you know, there with my family or I, I got to go. I'd love to be at the crib chilling, watching movies while everybody, you know, in the living room. But I got to go to this event or I got to go to this interview or, you know, I'm not going to get this look. So just a lot of um, time. And um, also... I mean, I feel like I, I sacrifice a lot of my personal story because, you know, I've had people tell me, like, yo, you changed my life. Mm-hmm. You've stopped me from committing suicide. You helped me get through a breakup. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, and and I meet people that know me better than I know me. You know, mm-hmm. and that's the crazy part. Man, um, what sacrifices have you made uh, to make your music? Well, you know, it's just... Um Damn, it's, it's family, you know. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you look at your family, and they're like, "Dude, you know, we wouldn't do this with you." But you like, like he said, you know, you got to go to the studio. And it's nothing personal. It's just this is a business, you know. This is something that you can write your, write off on your taxes. You know what I'm saying? But um, is that uh, being in a relationship? It, it's kind of hard to balance a relationship and music because, you know, at the same time, you still got to please your partner. You know? Oh, and it's. Well- it's well, you know what? I thought it would be easy because you're 19. Me, no, me, man, me, no. me, I'm 29. So if I tell a girl, hey, I got a mixtape coming soon, she's going to look at me like I lost my fucking mind because, you know, nah, the older women get, for some reason, which it don't make no sense, the older women get, the higher their expectations. I'm like, well, you can't, you can't be mad at that because a man's job. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Bullshit. I believe. Niggas, niggas, I believe niggas, dog, niggas been <laughs> ate shit in your life for majority of your well, life. Look, but your expectations keep getting well, higher. I okay. think, Come on, I bro. Think, I think when you're older, Come on, bro. When you're older, like you said, you're 29. You got, yeah, a, definitely. You, you got a girl. But, you know, how, you know, she probably in your same age realm. So. Oh, no, she ain't made it to girl, though. But, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, that was a little personal, but we're going to skip past that. Anyway, um, I mean, I feel like just I can see where you're coming from <laughs> as far as women just having expectations. It's just a thing. I feel like, uh, I feel like a lot of the time, a woman can see your potential before you do. Right, facts. That's, that's, well, you know, here, here's the thing. You know, like I was saying earlier, with a woman, a woman is delicate. She's like a flower. You know, you don't mm-hmm. want to put a flower in a vase and close the vase. You want to make sure that as as you're opening that vase, it's blossoming. You know, it's, it's blossoming. Yeah. You know, you, it's blossoming. So if you give a woman, I heard I heard a long time ago, a woman is like the earth. If you give her soil, something will grow. If you give her groceries, she'll make food. How are you going to be playing PlayStation? You know what I'm saying? Making a mixtape. <laughs> Not working, you know what I'm saying, and still ask for sex. You have to get out here. You have you to market. Yeah. Nah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> what you mean? Fam, you got to. We, we see what kind of We see what kind of thing. So, I'm going to tell you what this. You see what kind of, we got to be honest. Come on, bro. If she working, if she working and you not, and you trying to drop listen, a mixtape, something wrong. Hold up. It's not something wrong. She trying to talk to Gerald at the yeah, job, too. That's, that's yeah, what it is. Yeah. Gerald got him yeah. a job just yeah. like she got him. Yeah. Yeah. And now exactly. she's trying to fuck with Gerald. Yeah. You, yeah. you got to make sure she ain't fucking you, with Gerald. Hey, and you, you the, need to get you a job. And you the dumb nigga because she, <laughs> she's <laughs> fucking with that nigga right in front of you. Exactly. No, no, no. You yeah. Yeah. The dude, nah, you be he the one listen, playing listen. PlayStation. Man, Max, listen. Max, nah, listen, listen. Yo, this and she, she'll be fucking with Jeffrey or whoever. On the phone, why this nigga playing PlayStation? Dang, that's the ultimate level of disrespect. Listen, 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 let my let let my uh, girl come home from work and say, "Hey, I had lunch with Gerald. Lunch? 
<laughs> I already know what I, I know what right. Gerald's trying to do. I'm like, right. nah, bro. But hold on, fam. Can you be honest? If Gerald yeah. got a job and you don't, how you gonna feel? Listen, and you know what? You know listen, you can get a job. Listen, you know you can get a listen, job. Listen, broke bro dick is undefeated. <laughs> okay? Oh, damn. Well, I'm just, I'm just saying, broke dick, struggle dick. I'm trying to make it dick. It will beat working dick every day. Working dick is tired from working. I'm trying to tell uh, you. Listen, a girl cheated... A girl that I used to fuck with cheated on me with a nigga who had one ball. So I know for God, a fact. Damn. <laughs> so I know Shit. for a fact. A girl will fuck a nigga who Fam. who who ain't got shit going. Fam. Well, you know what? You. But it, how long though? You gotta ask yourself how long she can give it up because that don't that don't mean nothing if she give it up. The question is how long is she gonna fuck with you? Right. Because let a, let a month go by and you well, still can't get nothing for her. You still can't take care like, of her. Like you also on. gotta think about like. Not only is, like, how long is she going to fuck with you, you got to realize, like, or think about what is she really fucking with you for. My point, you know what I'm saying? It's she just because you Is got she fucking with you for the grind because she know you're going to pop? That too. You oh, know, well, I get too. Or is she just fucking with you just to fuck with oh, you? Oh, well, you know bored. what? That kind of helps me uh, cross over to my next question. I mean, let's, I mean let's, let's be honest with people. How long should people really... Uh, Invest in themselves before they be more practical. Cause they, I mean, you talking, you, you you talking, you talking big stuff. But not too long ago, you had yourself, yeah, a job. You know? So yeah, I mean, so what would you tell that girl or that future artist who or that future artist family who say, "Hey, man, believe in the dream, believe in X, Y, and Z." What What would you tell them? When do I stop believing in this person? As far as uh, like the person believing in their dream, like yes. the other person. Yes. Honestly, man, you can't tell nobody to stop believing in nobody. If a person is really down for you, they're gonna ride with you a one. You know, I was at, I haven't been in church in a while, but I was at church the last sermon the, the dude preached. He was like, "This is how you know people really mess with you when you ain't got nothing, and that one person standing right there next to you, yeah. you look at them, you say, What? I ain't got nothing to offer you.' Right. Yeah. And they say, "I just want your time. I just want to be with you. I just want your conversation. That that's that's yeah. what you look for a person in, bro. That's called loyalty. Yeah. A lot of people don't have loyalty. I mean, I know what you mean, but let's let's but let's uh, cross over today because let's talk about the artist's patience. Because mm. uh, you you used to box, right? Yeah. And you know that the longer you box, the harder it get. Like, like I be getting mad when people be saying Mayweather just be dodging punches. I'm like, nigga, do you know how hard that is? Right. Shit. Like, like, and using that as a metaphor, uh, both of you guys, mm-hmm. how long? How do you know you should? Keep putting the energy into the project and everything else, cause, um, uh, cause you can say, "Hey, I got the lyrics. Hey, I got this is a good song," but I mean, what am I supposed to do with this, or should I keep going with it? Um, I think honestly, the music speaks for itself. Right. So what you're doing, uh, is just gonna have you're gonna get a feeling from it. If you don't get a feel a feeling from it, then okay, you may be doing something wrong. Um, and also it depends on the people you pushing it to. If they responded. And if they gravitating towards it, then you're doing something right, even if it's bad. Um, so I think that should be something that, that always keeps you motivated, always keeps you going. Um, it's just people, people's feedback. That's why I do hip-hop. That's, that's hip-hop for me. Mm-hmm. Um, going and doing shows and performing and getting that reaction from maybe that one or two bars that makes them like, ooh. Mm-hmm. That's why I do hip-hop. We'll see but, my perspective on that is... I do hip hop for that reason, but that's not my main reason. You know right. I mean? No shade to that. No, because no. everybody has a different reason for why yeah. you do something. My reason is because I genuinely fuck with music. A lot right. of people don't know. No, no, Yo, no. 
it's a backstory with me. Of course, we haven't gotten to that. We we haven't even spoken about that on a personal level. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a backstory with me, and it's a bunch of ropes and, and things to jump through. But um, honestly, for me, hip-hop, yo, if it wasn't for hip-hop, if it wasn't for rap, I wouldn't be here. Well, here, here's the thing. A lot of people don't know that because I said genuinely that I really do music because I just I love music, right. bro. Like I love the the creation of the beat. I love setting right. up, you know, before you perform. Mm-hmm. I just love being involved in everything I do, from the mm-hmm. music video to the writing lyrics mm-hmm. to music. Shit, if I was a music, I'd be the damn note. You know right. what I'm saying? But Facts. as far as it goes, a lot of people don't know that Neil Rogers is my cousin. You know what I'm saying? So damn. music is really just culturally influenced throughout my family, bro, and yeah. I've, I've loved it. Right. You know? Well, that would explain a little bit of I can because I can hear it a little bit of the jazz influence yeah. in your music. Yeah. But I thought that was more Detroit, not from your family. Nah, man. Nah. Uh, a lot of people don't know that Neil actually helped for for real come up with that song. She's up all night to get lucky. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So when I hear stuff like that, my older brother on my dad's side, he is a guitar player. He plays music. He does music himself. But look, dude, it's just it's musically. I'm musically inclined in my family, you know. So, man, okay, I'm gonna ask you this question, and then we gonna go to break. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm gonna ask this uh, question, and then we gonna go to break, mm-hmm. uh, and then come on right back. When it comes to the music and the scene and everything else. I mean, what what's what's gonna be your 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 next move as far as then uh this album and where you wanna grow to the next album? Well, you know, um I'm doing big with this album. Like I'm gonna do every single thing. I'm gonna work my behind off on this album. I'm gonna do everything that I know an industry artist would do. I'm gonna drop concept music videos. I've dropped singles first. Singles have been a success. And what I've mistakenly not known is that even though you drop singles, you always gonna have that one single that everybody stick with off your album. Like, for example, Yellow Beezy, uh, that's on me. Yeah. We know Yellow Beezy for that's on me. Now some of them know mm, that's what I did. Mm, that's what I did. Like some of them know him for that. But me, it's insecure. So mm. uh, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna drop a lot of uh, musical concept videos, and also come with a video on a. Uh, Album commercial, man. I'm going to definitely do an album commercial. So I'm going to go 100% with this album. Okay. Well, hey, we're going to take a real quick break. Uh, we got more uh, questions for Max. We got And we got a few a few things, uh, you know, I want to uh, ask him about the music scene around Dallas. And then we're going to wrap this thing up on Talking Grease. Question of the week. Question of the week. Question of the week. Question of the week. What? Question of the week. Question of the week. Question of the week. Question of the week. Hey. Hey, we back uh, on Talking Greasy. Uh, Max in the building. Uh, a brother, what, say your name again one more time for Jay Vasquez. Jay Vasquez in the uh, building. Sorry, fucking up. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, I mean, let's, let's get more into your backstory, both of y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, first thing first, uh, Jay Va- uh, Vasquez, when did you start music and... And why? Um, I started music, well, honestly, <laughs> taking it seriously. It's probably like three or four years ago, coming out of high school. Um, but music has always been in my life. My father was a DJ uh, locally, so he would do gigs back and forth from Fort Worth to Dallas and just all types of shit. And then he would take me 
to certain gigs. So he would force me to talk to people and go and network. And um, being at home, I'd always, like, he'd come home from certain spots and I'd play on his equipment and he'd always be playing shit around the crib. And so he really introduced me to, to hip hop. Um, and then when I was about 15, that's when I discovered Tupac. And I was writing poetry at the time um, because I didn't know anything else. I was just writing my feelings out. I had a lot of uh, insecurities and other things that I didn't know how to come to grips with. And then finding Pac in his interviews and uh, just the way that he moved, I really studied that. And then that kind of grew from there. But honestly, um, then the defining moment, I was probably about 17, 18. And uh, we was, it was me and the homie. And we were all chilling at the crib, just freestyling on some bullshit. It wasn't really nothing serious. And uh, somebody had said something, and then I had started rapping. And then my homie DJ stopped me and was like, yo, like, you need, you got a voice. Like, there's just something about your voice that is, like, unique. Like, it gravitates towards people, and it makes people want to listen to what you got going on. So he was like, you need to do this shit. So then he gave me a list of artists to listen to, which was Cole. Kendrick, uh, I was already listening to Nas and the older shit, um, so I, I kind of took everything, Cole, Kendrick, Crit, and everything else behind that, and just kind of studied it, fell in love with it, and ever since then, it's just been raps for me. Well, well, Max, um, you, you kind of talked about this a little bit earlier, and mm-hmm. you, uh, you said your dad hasn't been in your life since age two, right? Mm-hmm. How has that affected your music? Because didn't didn't you uh, want to join the game? Because of, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Do you yeah. think it was due to a lack lack of a father? Do you think that's just where your head was at at the time, or uh, where were you at emotionally you know, for that? Growing up, I want to say I was saving a minority community. You know, because Jay himself is you're Latino, right, brother? Yeah, sir. yeah. You know, growing up in a minority community, uh, coming from Duncanville, a lot of people from Oak Cliff came over to Duncanville. A lot of people don't know that, but. Um, Coming up in Duncanville, when people don't have that father figure or that masculine figure in their life, uh, predominantly a lot of dudes go and try to create that figure, whether it be the OG that they look up to or a homeboy. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. they go fuck with people like that, and they go rep gang sets or sets they don't even know that they're throwing up. Like me, I first started throwing up Pyru blood signs. I didn't know shit about it. You know, I just looked it up on Google. <laughs> and I'm going around on Duncanville <laughs> throwing that shit up. You know what I'm saying? Running around with a bunch of dudes, you know, what I'm saying? acting like we we doing something, but it's like until you really find out the cost of what it costs to do that shit, you know, you really stop and you're like, okay, hold up. Yeah. Oh man, I know what you mean because I remember back I went to Skyline. That, like when I said it was real criminals in there, I mean, yeah, real criminals. I I think, I think, I think I used to sneak in weapons all the time. Damn. And I know a nigga brought a sawed off to school one time. Shit. I, so, Damn. so, uh, so when so growing up, I already knew what that life was about, and yeah. and luckily I had a few uh, legit homies who who was on that bullshit. But for some reason, they fucked with me, and you know they gave me the game about it. It was it was kind of tough. Yeah. But yeah. how did did that? As far as musically speaking, with both of your backgrounds and, and Max, and then. Uh, a brother over here. Mm-hmm. Um, how? How did that? Do you think that helped the music, hurt the music, or or let you, 
or let you or it didn't affect you at all? I think it did affect me and it affected me in a positive way because when you go through some shit, I'm gonna stop cursing on here. You know, because I'm trying to, I got children that watch Nick, this. Nigga, please. You know nigga, please. We are grown on this. Well, hold up. Because, you know. Everybody I, on this bitch who listens to me is 25 and up, at least. I did the research. Well, you know, I'm, I'm gonna keep it honest with you when it comes to this yeah. music, man. Um, I went through um, a, a phase in my life to where. When you go through something, a trial and error, you have to talk about it. And mm-hmm. either you're going to exploit it or you're going to talk about it in a bad way. Yes, and me personally, I'm talking about it in a way that's not only reality, but it's like, hey, bro, you got to do all that. You know what I'm saying? Life right. is more than thug signs, bitches, hoes, and money. Right. You can be, go start your own business, man. Go be the next Jay-Z, music mogul. Or go be the next, uh, you know what I'm saying, Dr. Claude Anderson. You know, be somebody intelligent, above criminality. Be somebody with a mindset. Right. It's cool to be the next Al Capone, but if you try to be the next Al Capone, understand how you can be the next Al Capone righteously. How can you rule shit righteously without having yeah. to kill somebody or fuck somebody over? <laughs> how can you run your block without having to kill somebody? Yeah. And in my music, I personally believe that insecure, nappy head Israelite, mama, you did it. Even 914, the project. Yeah. What I've went through in my life from witnessing murder, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Theft in front of me. Niggas trying to come up and take my own cars in front of me. All that stuff. I put in my music, and it's become either a positive or it's just become a life experience. Yeah. And I don't glorify it. I just talk about it. Man, well, let me ask you about your experience. You know, I hope I, I, hope I ain't talking uh, greasy no, to you. but you I but, come from a strong bloodline, so it's But, good. like, uh, you, I mean, you have uh, trouble walking and everything else. Right. I mean, when it comes to the music, I mm. mean, what, what is it therapeutic? Or, or you said hip-hop saved you, so kind of give me a short... Uh, background of that? Um, definitely. This is something that I kind to. Well, let me kind of give you the short story. Uh, basically, when I was born, I was born premature, two pounds eleven ounces, and uh, they basically told both of my parents that they were unfit uh, at the age. They had me, you know, when they were twenty seven. So basically, they told them that they were unfit. They might as well just give me up to the state. Um, basically, when I was born, I basically died and came back because both of my lungs collapsed. They sent me home too early before diagnosing anything. Um, And so I've had 37 surgeries on my whole entire body, head to toe. Um, And they, you know, they told me I wouldn't be able to eat, breathe, talk, walk, do anything on my own. Um, And so me doing music, it was kind of, it was therapeutic. It was that outlet because growing up being younger, I wanted to play sports. I wanted to play football. I wanted to play f- basketball, but I couldn't, you know, and I got bullied and, and um, kind of attacked for being different. And so um, with hip hop, I just kind of used it as my uh, superpower in a sense and kind of took what was uh, conformed as a weakness into a strength. And so um, that's why I say it saved my life because and that's why I take it so seriously, because hip-hop to me is my contact sport. It is my football. It is my basketball that I never got to play. Yeah. So when it comes to this rap shit and uh, really, you know, making a message out of it and also just being competitive, like, I take this shit seriously. And when I feel like, you know, I'm in my zone, I'm in my zone, can't nobody touch me. So I just I, I try to keep that mentality, but at the same time, I try to be modest and humble and remember that... Um, this has made me who I am. So without this disability and, you know, this situation that I have, it probably wouldn't connect. Yeah. So it makes more sense for me to just carry myself in a certain way and 
So I just try to remain positive and, and keep a smile on my face, regardless if I'm hurting or not. Yeah. Okay, fellas. Hey, man, I can't lie. This was a this was a cool interview, bro. I, I appreciate your time. Thank you. And everything else, but we ain't done yet. We gonna have uh let's let's have a discussion because we was doing the in between breaks and then we gonna wrap this mug up. Mm-hmm. Uh, top your top five rappers of all time. Top uh, five rappers. Man. Uh, let me do mine first. Go ahead. Is, uh, Biggie, Tupac, Nas, Jay Z, and Ice Cube. I'm gonna take five. from your list. Uh, Nas, Notorious B.I.G., um, J. Cole, Kendrick Lamar, Big Crit. He don't get the, the credit he gets. And then, uh, you know what? I really do fuck with Logic. A lot of people, even though Logic like to say I'm that biracial shit, you know what I'm saying? I'm white and black. We know He's Logic. He's a good guy. I've met him. Logic don't he raps fuck. about being mixed? He yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what he, he don't. He don't. And he knows about. Man, come on. I'm, I'm, I'm still <laughs> mad. I'm still it. mad at you for putting uh, J Cole over Kendrick. Come on now, man. man. Say the only he, pl- he, we, listen, the, the only place J Cole is live and and dope as far as energy wise is at a concert. Oh, Nowhere no, else. Nowhere else. Where's the camera at? Yeah, right there to the left. Okay, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Cold world, Dreamville all day. Listen, Jermaine, Jermaine Jackson can sit down. Mm-hmm. Jermaine. Co-world. All right, what about, yeah, you? what about you, brother? Co-world. Your um, top five. All top time. five. All time. Pac. Um, okay. Cole. Um, M. Mm, I forgot that. Three. Oh. Um, that's three, right? Yeah. Um, and Crit. Mm-hmm. And Kendrick. Wow, y'all mm-hmm. are some young ass niggas. They make music that you like, damn, that shit's good. Like, I mean, you no. can't deny Big Crit make good music. If we want to talk music, music, right. like, fuck this hip hop shit. You want to talk music. We can go right. Isley Brothers. We can Marvin Gaye. Uh, the OJs, you know. Donny Hathaway. The Gap Band, Earth, Wind, and Fire, all right. that shit. You know, Man. all that shit I've, I've grown up on. You know, music is my nah, life. So nah, nah, like, that was. Not, I ain't just no was, young nigga. That wasn't no diss. <laughs> that was just like I could tell y'all yeah. age just by y'all choices. Cause yeah. I mean, I mean, some like you think I'm I'm being funny, but to some niggas, Lil Wayne is they top five. To other, hell, even I so, mean, even Soldier Boy might be in somebody's top twenty. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how young y'all, y'all, y'all niggas are. You Soldier Boy can be in somebody's top twenty of all time. <laughs> Oh shit! So, I mean, let's leave on that high though, hey, amen. Hey, hold up, bro. <laughs> no, we can't leave on no, that. No, no, we're leaving on that no, high though. No. Hey, uh, oh, uh shit. Max. Yeah. Hey, Jay. Jay, fellas, drop your social media, and if there's any upcoming EPs from you or any upcoming shows, like possibly uh, two uh, in March or April coming up, please let us know. Okay. Uh, social media, you can find me anywhere on any platform. It's at the Water Rose. Um, I have an EP, I mean a project out right now called Forever, and then I'm working on uh, an EP right now currently called The Prelude. Um, so yeah, check it out, tap in. I'm available everywhere, iTunes, Spotify, all that. Anywhere you think you can find music, you can find me, so just tap in. Well, you know, it's your boy Maximilian, Prince of a King. You can find me on Instagram at Official Maximilian, uh, YouTube at Official Maximilian, and then definitely, you know, tap in on the website, www.princeofaking.com. Uh, I have a project coming out called 914 Duncanville, so tap in that, and uh, yeah, check out my new single, Insecure, featuring Maria B, available now. That shit is fire, nigga. Hell yeah.
Hey man, it's your boy Darnell. Uh, Talking Greasy, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Also, if you would like to be a guest on the show, hit us up at talkinggreasy at gmail.com. If you got anything to say about what I said on the show, hit us up 469 454 8231. And your boy Darnell, my own personal uh, social media is Darnell Does It on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. Cause it ain't easy talking greasy. And shout out to my nigga Maximil. Am I turned up? Okay, good. Ah. Hey, I love myself, my wealth is through my heritage My nappy roots come from the roots of my grandma's kid Father from average, I broke the spell of Willie Lynch Climbing up the rope, the same slave master hung my neck My window tenant, my seat is brown, my afro vintage Inside the south with 808, so my niggas feel me And sincerely, when you hear this dearly I've been making records clearly, so the message fit the core simply Uh-oh, uh-oh, Saturday morning